I think we get right what happens after this. The Carol the Bells. Da 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 dun da da dun. Although this particular version borders on tubular bells, like the theme from The Exorcist. A little bit of an eerie edge to it. It does. But it sounds like it should have some narration over it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Well, it, it actually is having narration over it right now. Oh. <laughs> it's episode 208 of The Brian Oak Show. That is George Winston, one of the most subtle and deft pianists I've ever had the for good fortune to see perform live a couple times. It's, he's on Wyndham Hill. He's sort of the definitive Wyndham Hill artist. And a lot of that stuff is sort of new age or smooth jazz. And so it's not really in my wheelhouse at all, but this guy is so good. He's got this beautiful album cycle called uh, Autumn into Fall or Autumn into Winter. Then this particular album called December, that or called Winter, that has this song on it called December. And that's where you find this particular Carol of the Bells. And man, if you're ever having a hard time getting in the mood, if you love the holidays and you're just not feeling it, Quiet Lights, Just the Tree, You, This Record, Put on December by George Winston, there is, I'm not a meditator. I'm not somebody who has tried to align my chakras, although I could probably benefit from it. That record is so beautiful and so wonderful and evokes so much of what this month is about. Now, if we could just get some damn snow. How are you, Sean? I'm doing well. I think it snow's coming next week. That's what I think. Yeah, not soon enough. Let's go. Let's do this thing. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to have, see the candy canes and something lanes aglow. I'm, I'm ready, man. It's yeah, we're close. We're close. Do you have the tree up yet? No, I was. Oh, wow. Well, here's the deal. I was going to get the tree this last Sunday, and then decided at the last second, f it. I'm getting Disney Plus, and started watching Get oh, Back, yeah. the Beatles documentary. Yep. And I knew it was long. I didn't know it was as long as the Beatles' career. I didn't realize it, it was is. a second by second it retelling of their entire yep. story. It's <laughs> brutally long. So I ended up watching so much of it. Then I realized there wasn't time to get the tree before the game. And yeah. So this weekend, I'm definitely getting right. the tree. That's going to get it up. We'll do the annual snow prayer to bring the snow down. Sure. You do that in your family, true, right? Well, we do a dance that kind of looks like the icky shuffle oh. from the 80s, if you remember that. <laughs> I do yeah, okay. remember. You dated yourself with that one. I date uh, myself all the time because I'm married. I am holy cowboy. <laughs> Sarah Brian, just covered her. Yeah, Sarah no. Just covered I'm her on face. the verge. I, I, we may have to start this over. Uh, I'm Brian. That is Sean. We are in the Smart Start and, and studio here in Scenic. South Minneapolis, near 48th and Chicago. And the Smart Start MN Studio is here because of the good people at Smart Start. Of course, we have our Patreon members to thank. We have all the supporters and the guests who've been by to thank. But Smart Start MN signed on before there was ever a single episode that can. Here we are, episode 208. That's two years later. And we've got a big celebration that we're going to be doing this weekend, of course. And um, yeah, our did. Already? Yeah, we did last night. Man, I, the turnout oh, was just incredible. It was great, wasn't when it? When you went up there and sang a song with Annie and the Bang Bang, yeah. I was I was not expecting that. I've been waiting my whole life for that moment. Man, you everything, hit the notes. Oh, everything I'd been doing up until that point was building towards that particular minute. In any event, <laughs> Smart Start MN signed on before there was ever even a podcast. They've been with us every single step of the way. They're Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. That means if you or someone who is dear to you screws up, they drink and drive, they get popped. 
stop, they're going to lose their license. To get back in your car, you can do it quicker and for less money than you expect with the ignition interlock system. It basically just makes you blow clean so that you can drive so you're not doing any more drinking and driving, which was the, would have been a great idea in the first place. But now here we are. So get a hold of them. Find out more about the ignition interlock system. They are the originators. They're the ones that are based right here in Minnesota. And you can get a deal if you tell them that uh, you heard about it here. Yeah, they'll hook you up with a great deal on the uh, the, the little system there. Yeah. Uh, if you go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show, 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. It is the holiday season, and I love this time of year so much. I really, I do. I geek out over Christmas music. I geek out over, that's why I want snow on the ground. I want to get in the spirit. I love putting up the tree. I like sitting there drinking a little nog. I, every year, buy at least another 20 cheesy old school Christmas records by like the Andrews Sisters or whoever. I love this time of year. And part of it's nostalgia and part of it's just, it's nice to shake off the cold with a little winter warmth yeah and it's just a it's a time of calm it is. a lot of times if you if you let it be yeah, well, and that, that's a lot easier said than done, I know, yeah. for a lot of people. And a lot of people find it difficult this time of year. But I, this song we're going to play right here before we introduce today's guest, who's been a guest before. She's got a big holiday show coming maybe up on the most. Thursday. Maybe our, you've maybe been on here the most. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, three or four times, I would think. Well, we're very what do you lucky. Think, Sarah, is it? Because I know we've Zoomed with you. You've been in studio a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, is this number four? Yeah. Five? Four. Four. Four, I bet. Okay. And I only met you right before the world went away. Exactly. It was like... <laughs> it, it, no, we got, got to know each other, and then all of a sudden, hi, stay in your house for a year and a half. Yeah, all for right? sure. And but it wasn't your fault that it happened. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's got a great annual holiday music show that she's got coming up here in less than a week. It's going to be happening on Thursday the 9th, the Hook and Ladder. We'll talk more about that just ahead. But I wanted to share a track. You know, one of the things I like is I'm cool with all the old classics, right? I love... Yeah. All the traditional holiday stuff, but I also like to dig deeper because there's so much of it out there and there's new original stuff coming out all the time. And I think it was probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, maybe even a little longer, the Duluth Trio Low put out an EP simply entitled Christmas. And I believe it's eight songs long, all original. It, over the years, has crept into my all-time top 10 holiday releases. There's a song that we're going to feature off this. We'll get a little closer to Christmas. By the way, for those of you who can't take it anymore, there's going to be at least one Christmas song on this show every single episode between now and Christmas because I can't not, man. I love it too much, including this particular track right here from that EP simply entitled Christmas. If you can find it, get your hands on it. If you can't find it, stream it on Spotify. It's the band Low, and this song is about adventures abroad, and the song is called Just Like Christmas.
see, Christmas is in your heart. Did you understand that part, Sean? Well, that's what I've been trying to tell you. It's not about your wallet, Brian. <laughs> okay. Well, also, though, I just I love that song so much. And there are whimsical moments. Um, the members of Low are pretty devout individuals. And so there are some very religious songs on there, but never, never cloying and told from really interesting perspectives. There's a couple Bible stories on there. Imagine interpreted through the lens of Low. In fact, one of my all time favorite Christmas song comes off there called Long Way Around the Sea uh, about King Herod and. And the birth of the Savior, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's told so beautifully that even not being a man of faith, I'm moved by it every single time I hear it. Much like when I hear you talk, Sean. Sean Bernard, I am Brian Oak. It's the Brian Oak Show. And it is time to properly introduce a woman who is no stranger to the show. She's been on many times. And frankly, she could be on every week if she wanted family. to. You're like family. She is family because, I mean, ah. she, you know, she is quick and bright and warm and talented and and gets the bit. And I like that very much. Plus, she loves Christmas as much as we do. So Sarah Morris, it is lovely to see you again. It's so good to see you, Brian, like in person. It's been a while. It has. Yeah. You reminded me of a story. I mean, because we've done a Zoom one of these before, but you and I first met face to face literally just before the entire world shut down for COVID. It's hard to believe it's only been a couple of years because it seems like that was a long time ago. I feel like I've known you longer than that. Well, I liked you the minute I met you in a real big way. And I feel the same way about you, Sean. I was like, oh, I could hang here. We try to keep it low-key, right? Yep. This is supposed to be a low-risk, no-pressure, let's-have-a-conversation-and-listen-to-a-little-music environment. That's really the whole point of The Brian Oak Show. And you fit that vibe so well because you do the same thing. I mean, people who have watched any of your online missives or gone to your shows, there's a warmth, there's an assumed intimacy in the sense that, you know, you're, you're not up there preening. You're not up there pretending to be anything that you aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, if, so. and if people watch the intimacy of like the bathroom performances, right? I, I'm getting the name <laughs> wrong. What's it called? Uh, well, Toilet Tunes. Toilet Tunes. All right. Yes. I mean, but you do a lot of online stuff and you do get yeah. a lot of stuff out there, but there is an intimacy and a warmth to it. And so I think that f- philosophically, although we ex- express our art in different forms, we're <laughs> philosophically fairly aligned. So yes. it's good to have you. Would you say it's safe to say that you enjoy the holidays? I love them so much. Yeah. Yes. I, and holiday music, especially mm-hmm. like your George Winston story is so part of my child. Like I, my dad would turn the lights off. Yeah. George Winston's on. Oh. We've got just the just the Christmas tree, and we're all that's calm and beautiful. Like I remember that so strongly. Yeah, I mean, I do too, which is why I still try to recreate that ever in ever you know diminishing uh, time lengths. Unfortunately, as you get busy and you get older, and you're like, shit, I still have 15 presents to wrap, and Christmas is tomorrow. Whatever the case may be, that exact thing you talked about, I described on the last podcast we did, sitting on the couch. The rest of the family's gone to bed. Yeah. The lights are all off except for the lights on the tree, yes. and you've got quiet music in the background, and you're holding a glass of cider or nog or whatever it is that you're enjoying that evening, and there's nothing like that feeling. There's yeah. nothing like it. Yeah. Oh. When we were growing up, so the whole thing, my dad is not a musician, but he is a, he was a sound engineer, but he's like the biggest music appreciator I know, and so we would always go through this thing where like no matter where we were financially, we had the best speakers you could buy, mm-hmm. and they were huge. Yeah. They were so big. <laughs> they were these two panels, and so you know, and he would know exactly where you sat on the couch to triangulate the sound, the sweet spot. Yes, yes, yes. And so that would be <laughs> that would be just the thing. And um, 
we were colored lights people what kind of lights do you like on your tree so growing up there were color there were years that were colored lights my yep. grandmother was a strictly all red lights on a flocked tree oh very 1950s yes. right and 1960s the flocked tree which was always a mess covered in nothing but red bulbs and red lights i uh personally uh-huh. like a little bit more of a scandinavian looking tree i'm a white lights guy now i have okay. only white lights on okay. there and then lots of mismatched sort of handmade ornaments you know kind of sparsely put around there and then a big giant star on top of the tree but i'm not mad at anybody if you want blinking colored lights if you want to yeah. have a, yes. a, a gold tinsel all over your tree i just love i love the fact that people get into it right it's this mm-hmm. midwinter celebration I've been reading a lot about um, just the way that different traditions celebrate, you know, that December is our darkest month, Mm -hmm. right? So there's this really profound need to bring our light in Mm. any way we can. It's the festival of light. I mean, the reason that these fruits appear underneath a tree during the dead of winter is to show the miracle of light and the miracle of life and that there will be a bounty again on the far side. And I mean, this is a tradition that predates Christianity by millennia, thousands of years. These midwinter celebrations of light go back as long as there's been recorded human history. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It is amazing. Were you, and let me ask you this then, since we're going to talk about holiday traditions for a second here, were you a family that did presents on Christmas Eve or did you have to wait till Christmas morning? So Christmas Eve was always my dad's family. Got it. Which was big. So there was less presents, but you know, very exciting. Mm -hmm. And then all the things from my household was all. That's Christmas Day. Yeah. Along with Santa. Of so, course. Yes. Oh, well. Because we were good every single year. Well done. What? <laughs> I, I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I guess I must have been too. You were also good every year. Check wow, it. Wow. Look at that. Interesting. I never really thought of it that way. That's kind of brilliant right there. 76 and 79 were not good for me. No, no. you weren't no, good that no. year? No. Ah, no. the cool years. Yeah, yeah. well. Yes. <laughs> Sarah Morris is a wonderful human being. She is a celebrator of this particular holiday. And for the 15th time in a row, is that real? Yeah, that's real. Crazy. The, uh, the 15th year, you are going to be having your annual holiday show, this time at the Hook and Ladder. When did you start? When you were in middle school? There's no way you've been know, doing this. Right? For fi- I'm not joking. So weird. Yeah, I, I'm 29. Exactly. <laughs> you must have started what? middle school because I don't believe you've been doing it for 15 years. But obviously, holiday music landed someplace special with you early on. So your dad had sweet speakers. That's part of the experience. Sitting by the tree, enjoying that just bizarre time of year. You're not at school. There's anticipation. Regardless of where you are on the belief spectrum or the Santa spectrum, mm-hmm. there's still something magic about it right i think it's got something for everybody and i know that it's hard for some people but when you do find that joy it's so amazing do you remember what kind of music you were listening to when you were a kid like during the holidays oh yes so that's my again my dad like he was just so into holiday music and it was johnny mathis for sure oh yeah like so much johnny mathis (laughs) and i love johnny mathis and i will fight anyone who says otherwise and it was, I don't want to fight. It's the holiday season. Karen, it's the holiday season. So, do that's the one I'm going to sing next year at the third oh. year celebration. Andy Williams. Get it. Corny as hell, but I love that song so much. Whoop-dee-doo and dickery Doc, For and sure. don't forget to hang up your sock, because yeah. just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney <laughs> down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like Marshmallow I got a, World. I got a year, to, a year to practice. That's exciting. <sighs> that is exciting. So anyways, I'm sorry yeah, I interrupted, because no, so I, got, I got carried away well, there. Well, that's a good carried away. So yeah. yeah, so holiday music was just always a very big thing for my dad, and we play it early. 
Um, because I mentioned on Christmas Eve, we would be at um, my my father's family, which was like mm-hmm. southern suburbs, so it felt so far away from where we lived. Oh, yeah. So we would drive home, you know, listening to Cool 108. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you get all your Christmas songs. Um, so all of that was just really important. And then I, when I moved to college, like that was where I was first making my own decisions. When are we listening to Christmas music? Oh, we're listening November 1. Okay. Because the other piece of it is that I was in high school the or like I was a I guess a freshman the year that Mariah Carey's iconic album came out and I was really deep in my Mariah Carey phase at the time so her holiday album which celebrated its 25th birthday last year I crazy believe, right was like so <laughs> I'd been dumped I needed every song on that album like it was such a big deal for me that I went down to did you guys ever go to a tidal wave oh yeah oh yeah okay so yeah. I went down to the tidal wave which I could walk to from my house in Roseville they had a end like a cardboard Mariah Carey display to display her discs, probably tapes even. Who mm-hmm. knows? Ninety four. Mm-hmm. And I went down, even though I'm very nervous around, like I w- especially back then, like I never wanted to talk to a grown up if I could avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I can I have that Mariah Carey, please, when you're done using it. Mm-hmm. And they saved cardboard Mariah for me and gave it to me after the season, and so she lived in my basement. Forever. Wow. Where's cardboard Mariah now? I think she's been recycled. She's gone. I feel like somewhere in my life. From the earth she came into the earth she (laughs) has returned. She returned. Somewhere in my college or my um, Nashville years. Yeah, I understand. Well, I mean, you can take a look right over there. I made sure that when we were done using that at my other place of employment, I said, I get that, please. I asked nicely, and then I made sure to reinforce it with a slightly more stern language because (laughs) I feel about the white stripes like you feel about Mariah Carey. Yeah, I think that cardboard, in general, life-size cardboard um, replications of people, they're not used enough. Like, we should... We well, should have more of them. Considering yeah. that they're inexpensive yeah. and, you know, and and they're not that hard to make, it seems like there would be more it of them. It would have helped me through COVID joy. just to have a lot more of those in my house. Yeah. Well, but it, would, it would also feel a little bit like the movie Yellow Submarine by the Beatles oh, yes. because there's a lot of yeah. two-dimensional yep. figures in there. I mean, who knows? Sarah might walk in here one day and it'll be cardboard cutouts of you and me. I mean... Okay. <laughs> Does that mean I get to be in charge then? Yeah, you run the whole thing. There and are... we just sit here with smiles on our faces. I love it. There's also some people you can probably only handle the two-dimensional f- version of anyways. That's you know, true. Like, so Amen. Like, <laughs> Amen. I love you so much, and I want to see your face, but that's, just give me the cardboard, you. Yep. Yeah, and, that's, and that'll be just enough. That'll Thank be you enough. very much. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before we go any further, I don't like to go too far into the show without music. Would you like to play something off here first, or would you like to play something off that lovely guitar that you have in I'll your hands right now? I'll sing for you. How about that? I love that idea. So all I ask you to do is tell me why this song, and then... Perform it if you'd be so kind. I'm going to be kindish. Okay. I'm going to sing a sad song. That That's I, all right. Yeah. Well, you were talking about, you know, for some people, sometimes I feel a little guilty because I, I am so determined to be joyful at Christmas, but mm-hmm. I know that it's really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Certainly, you know, this last year was hard. Um, so anyways, I wrote this song. It's my sad Christmas song. And I do come by it, honestly, because I was, once upon a time, broken up with. Three early December's in a row. I think we've even talked about that on the sure, show yeah. before. It's because, important to but that's note. brutal in a row. In a row, so that's it's like rough. you're starting to get state dependent memory. Like when you see December, like ooh, gonna get dumped. <sighs> I married I don't, one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh, but I mean it's one of those stories that's so brutally comical that you have to laugh a little bit, right? Yeah. 
Or at least keep it in perspective. It's all good. Okay. Yes. So this is Happier Holidays. I don't turn on the radio. I take a walk on a downtown street. I can't stand the sight of those sparkling lights circling the evergreen. People are counting down the nights till Santa comes around despite what they're singing no he's not bringing what my poor heart needs tis the season for laughter and joy and fireplaces all aglow once I was the life of a party and you Can't help but feel just like the weather. A little bit colder than I like and gray. I've tried to
it used to be But it was you and me And happier holidays Oh, how it used to be When it was you and me And happier holidays Has enough time passed since the events that inspired that song that you can play it without feeling its sting, or is it possible to play a song like that and not feel a little bit of the sting? I definitely feel a little bit of the sting. Yeah. yeah. Because even with not romantic partnerships, there have been like platonic things yeah. that have ended. And it's just, this is that time of year where you just reflect on loss. And of course, this year and last year, you right. know, it's, I had rehearsal with the band uh, last weekend and I started crying four times yeah. in rehearsal. Like it was just, it's, I mean, it, yeah. it, everyone's burnt, right? We're all yeah. rubbed down to the nub, you know? And I mean, I know you have school age kids and, you know, a, a whole year of distance learning, my wife being a teacher, right? I mean, yeah. it crushed the teachers. It crushed the kids. It crushed the families that had to live under the same roof all day, every, literally around the clock. Time apart does make time together more special. And when, <laughs> and when you are all together, all crammed under that same umbrella for so long, it wears you down. And then yeah. the people that we died, that died and we lost. And, you know, obviously Minneapolis has had its own share of troubles for the last few years. It's been a lot yeah. you know, to say the very least. So, well, I hope that the crying wasn't enough to get in the way of rehearsal because you have a big show on Thursday. Right. Yes. I do have a big show on Thursday. I'm so excited about it. Um, so, like, 15 years. And we started at the Dunn Brothers in Excelsior, and we didn't even know what we were starting at the time, mm-hmm. right? And four years into it, it was like, people were like, it's our tradition. And I was like, oh, I guess it is a tradition. We're going to do this. Um, and I, some years I've done multiple shows, but this year I really wanted to do a big show. And I really wanted to partner with Hook and Ladder because I wanted to offer a live stream option that was quality. Um, because one of the, you know, lovely things out of all the live streaming that happened was that I grew a community that can't all make the show, you know, Mm -hmm. because Wiley's in Virginia and, you know, like Johnny's in Tennessee and like people that I, I feel like I'm singing for, even if they're not here, you know? So I was really, really excited that the hook and ladder was willing to, to do both pieces. And, uh, I wanted to do it on Thursday so I could have it at seven 30 and be done by nine because that is how I roll. Amen. Love sister. <laughs> I would, you know what I mean? Given my, the hours I keep and the fact that we're all moving on in years, yes. if people wanted to start doing rock shows at 5 PM, like four 30 doors, five <laughs> o'clock, let's wrap this thing in. up by seven. I get home. I'm laying down by eight 30 so I can still get up at four 30. Yes. Amen. Every, praise the Lord. Everyone involved. I ab- totally thought that l- might be what came out of COVID. I was like, everyone's going to know that we want to have shows earlier, right? right? And then I keep seeing the like nine o'clock start. I'm like, no. I'm, I won't be there. I'm sorry. It's, I know. I mean, with rare exception, there are bands that I will still do that for or artists, but largely that ship has sailed. Before we continue our discussion here with Sarah Morris and our celebration of this festive holiday season, um, we should mention Sean Bernard. What? I, we just did. Oh. Hi, Sean. Oh, hey, Brian. Hey, Sean is a sponsor on this show. He is a realtor for Edina Realty, the 50th in France location. What's that like? It's interesting. Yeah? You know, it's crazy market right now. The inventory is still a little bit low, but people are still looking out there. And, and uh, Are you one of those guys who rolls up in his convertible Lambo with the big pinky ring 
Now, yeah. you folks, take a look at this property. I want to I, show you a few things. Absolutely. I spent it the entire time I'm showing the property, you know. I and, bring that up because Sean is the opposite of that guy. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, especially first timers, right? You're like, this is more money than I've ever spent on anything in my entire life and may never spend that kind of money again. And then, and again, you've never done it before. So there's a lot of trepidation. You always feel like you're getting screwed. And when you start hearing the kind of numbers that are getting tossed yeah. around for what you have to spend, it's easy to get spooked. Sean is the guy who's not going to add or conflate any of that, that drama part of buying or selling a home. No. And, and I, hopefully you gather this from, my time on the show here is that I care about people through the process. I always say that up front. I'm going to care about you because it's stressful. It's going to be stressful. Mm -hmm. At some point, there will be a Mm -hmm. moment of stress during this. So my job is to try to uh, mitigate that stress. What do you mean our offer wasn't accepted, Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, something. Just, what are you going to do about it? Just like that. Um, <laughs> but I also will say I'm probably going to make you laugh at some point. Yeah. Maybe just by looking at me, you laugh. But they're like, yeah, I've already done that. And when you left, that's exactly what we did. And I'm like, it's totally cool. That's fine. But at the end of fun. it all, we're going to celebrate and we're going to donate money to a local musician or band, which is what we do. And if you're really lucky. Yeah. You can have somebody, a band play in your backyard, and Sarah Morris did that for our friends Nancy and Jim Piga. Right on. Out of their new place in yeah. Mendota Heights. Uh, she played a backyard show for all the neighbors, and they freaking loved it, and Sarah was just so gracious and so wonderful at that event. So, really cool. So, if you know somebody who's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. Ooh. Sarah yeah. Morris will be bringing her inimitable Ooh. talents to <laughs> the Hook and Ladder Theater on Thursday, December 9th. And the Sometime Elves are back together, too. Get the band back together, man. Yeah. I mean, I know that things were locked down, and I know there were certain circles where it was safe for people. But you brought up a very interesting point. Doing this at the Hook and Ladder, you will get a chance to have a critical mass of people in front of you and people who are dying to get out again, people mm-hmm. who want to celebrate the holiday season. But there'll still be access for people who don't live in town and to me you know i tried to watch a few performances over the course of lockdown and you know there are some artists that are so good at it that have such a command of the medium and i think that you're one of them but i always felt like man i wish i was there live i wish there was more to it but it has created a new dynamic a new arena and one that i think that you've probably taken advantage of better than a lot of people you've actually built this entire online community of people scattered far and wide who like hanging out with you online I think so. Yeah, well, they oh, keep doing it, they, don't they? They do keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's that was like such a unexpected joy, right? Right. And, and I, a lot of them, they would come to the Facebook shows. That was really, really special. We did this whole series called Five Songs and Big Love. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them are also on Patreon. And so I've been doing a few like Patreon only live streams recently. So that's a great way if you want to. What we're going to do in twenty twenty one. What's coming up? 2022. Yeah, we're doing nine on the ninth. So we're going to, did I catch a niner in there is what we're going to do. <laughs> nice. And so, is that a Tommy Boy yes. reference? It is. Well done. Did I catch a niner in there? Would, you call, you call a it a walkie-talkie? walkie-talkie? <laughs> nice. um, so, that was beautiful. <laughs> High fives. Uh. So yeah, so that's, um, so I really got to the place where I could feel people, uh-huh. you know, and they would talk to each other and. I don't know. It just was really beautiful. And so I wanted to make sure that I honored those people as well as the people who wanted to be in town and or in person. I have people flying in from Florida to be there and driving in from Milwaukee. And, That's great. And and also there are people in town who don't feel comfortable going out. I want to honor those people, too. So the whole thing is like 
whoever you are, wherever you are, I want to make sure I can bring the music to you. And the Hooks live streams were beautiful and well, and the sound was great. Right. And um, I did one with my band, and then I was part of the Me Too uh, Minneapolis release show. And I just, I really trust the folks there. So it's going to be a great night. Um, there's a few tickets available that are like seated, mm-hmm. and then there's general admission also. And uh, we're just going to have so much fun. Yeah, well, I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's the holiday season, and getting out to see seasonal music. Now, I don't know how you feel about the colder weather. I'm going to actually do my snow prayer, and I pray that there will be snow on the ground in time for your show, yeah. because whether it was my family tradition as a kid going to see the Nutcracker with the family every yeah. year, or like you went to see uh, Christmas Carol at the Guthrie. I did. For years, that was also tradition yeah. with my aunt and a couple other members of my family, or going out to catch the new standards, or going out for the 15th year in a row to catch Sarah Morris oh. and the Sometimes Elves. That's a cool part of the season, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. fun to get bundled up. It's fun to walk through a little bit of snow. Now, do I want an, a nine-inch blizzard that is going to prevent people from going? Not that night. Maybe just the <laughs> next day. All right. I, I have a, here's my snow prayer. Like, here's my deal with the hook. Okay. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, I did a release show for my album, Hearts Need to Repair There. It was also my birthday. Oh. It's big. We did a good time. And it was November mm-hmm. as we left. The snowflakes just started to gently swirl around us in the parking lot. Then, this past August, I did their Under the Canopy series with my friend Annie Fitzgerald. And all day, even though there's, it's under the canopy, but it's not fully under the canopy. So Mm -hmm. you you did not want it to rain. It kept saying it was going to rain. And we were both like, fingers crossed, no rain. It stayed dry until they applauded and we were getting ready to walk out to say like hi to some friends. And then the rain came pouring down. So... Even if it hasn't snowed before we go, my feeling is that I will be able to get into that parking, that it's me going into the parking lot, and then I will do some shush, 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 and the snow will come to us. You will summon down I will summon the, snow. the winter weather yes. with your holiday magic. That's what I'm going to do. That's incredible. I love, you're like the winter wizard. <laughs> I like that gonna, very much. I'm going to do it. Okay. Well, and I thank you very much because yeah. I miss the snow and I'm ready to get into the holiday feeling. Um, when you talk about your online community, now, I mean, once you build up something like that, there obviously are people who get very used to seeing you, whether it's on your YouTube channel mm-hmm. or live streams, whatever the case may be, right? You kind of have to keep doing that forever now, right? I mean, you can't just abandon those people. Yeah. Are you all right with that? Yeah, I am totally okay with that. I definitely took a break from live streaming shows, but even when I wasn't live streaming shows, so I always do my songwriting online, you know, so every song I write, I share with people through Facebook. Um, So that was happening always. And then I did invent, since last I saw you, I think, Hey, I Miss You, which is... Your EP, right? Oh, well, that was an EP. That was called Between Here and There. Oh, right. Hey, I Miss You is a YouTube show that oh, I made up. Oh, right on, right on. Where I get in the virtual world stream yard. It's uh-huh. like this, but they're at home and I'm at home. Okay. I'm in my bathroom again. Okay. And I interview local musicians or not local musicians. I've had people from Texas and Nashville and like Louisiana. And uh, it's a half hour where they sing at my face and they answer my questions. And it airs Fridays at noon on YouTube. So that was always going to. Okay, and then when that will continue to go, and what if yep. some big hotshot producer comes at you and says, "You know what? We love this. We want to make this a television show. Would you do oh, it?" I don't know. I'd have to be in charge still, and I think mm, they would not say that. that. No, I think wouldn't. we'll just keep doing it from the bathroom. Okay. I think what I would love is if 
So I buy, um, like if someone came and wanted to be my sponsor right. so that I could just buy nicer equipment. That okay. would be sweet. All right. There and I go. have a dream sponsor. It's Who Gives a Crap Toilet Paper. Oh. Because I do have a bathroom. I want them to sponsor it. Yeah. So I should send them a letter. It should be something bathroom oriented. There's also yeah. that... Um, well, I don't even I can't think of the name of it. The spray that you oh, spray poo-pourri. the poo-pourri that you spray in there before yes. you drop a deuce, and um, yes. supposed to make it very pleasant in there, <laughs> or at least more <laughs> pleasant, pleasant. Than, than it was what otherwise would For have been. Sure. We should have another song. You want to play one live, or you want to pull one off here? Let's pull that one off. Okay, tell me here. about this song. So, give, give, give is the first holiday song I ever wrote. I used to work at Penzi Spices over on Grand Avenue okay. selling spices. And I was on the, like a Grand Avenue street corner in the snow, which is very romantic and lovely. Mm-hmm. And I got the idea for the song. I think I got like most of it. And um, at the time, the studio that I do most of my recording on was brand new. And so they put out a collaborative CD with like lots of artists. And it was for charity, Toys for Tots. And um, so Tommy Barbarella produced this, I guess. And he organized the horns and did the arrangement and it's my song and uh all about giving which is a good thing something about those sparkling lights shining on every house inside it makes me wanna give give give
This Thursday at the Hook and Ladder in South Minneapolis, you can see Sarah Morris do her 15th annual holiday show, and we'll talk to her more about that in mere moments. First, though, we do have to mention Forgotten Star Brewing, proud sponsors of the Brian Oak Show, located in Fridley in this beautiful, I would say very iconic uh, World War II manufacturing facility turned brewery now. These two gigantic, iconic stacks that point several stories into the sky. I know they're like 75 feet tall, aren't they? They have to be. Uh, They're massive. It's so cool there. I mean, if you're one of these people who needs to see sunlight in the wintertime, they have these gigantic walls. Two of their walls on the east side and south side of the building are all glass, which is fantastic. Mm. So if you're having the winter doldrums, go out there and hang out, try their beer, try their other... Uh, Curling. They're curling. Curling leagues. They have winter <laughs> curling leagues. I want to learn how to curl, but am I too old? Have I missed my... How are your knees? They're still pretty good. Are they? Yeah. Then I think you could do it. My knees are the only part of my body that's really decided to betray me. Okay. Curling's out for me. I, although right. I could be one of the broomer guys. Yeah, let's do it. I could it. do the broom. No, no. Sarah, are you part of our I'll team? join. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm we down for it. a new thing. We got it. Three of yeah. us are going to curl. We're curlers now. Oh, but that yeah. came up real fast. That escalated way too quickly. <laughs> they got a bunch of cool events coming up at Forgotten Star, ranging from craft fairs to comedy to live music. You can find out more. ForgottenStarBrewing.com. Excuse me. Brian Oak, that is Sean Bernard, and that is Sarah Morris. Sarah, when you're not doing music, when you're not wrangling two kids, yeah. do you have other pursuits? Do you have other pastimes? Do you have any free time in your life to do other things that you like to do? My other thing is running and then also baking. I oh. love to bake bread. Uh, sourdough. I was doing sourdough before. Before. I was going to say very trendy, no. Sarah. No. Very trendy. No. Yeah. Not trendy at all. Dedicated. Yeah, she started the trend. I okay. Started, you were you were out, out there on the vanguard. You're a pioneer. Yes, a I sourdough am. pioneer. I am. No, uh-huh. I, I've had my starter living since 2018. Okay. So, um, yeah. And that's really, I love, I love baking. Um, well, and see, now, I have a, a friend who's a brilliant chef. I like really a list five star incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a caterer by trade. If he had a restaurant, I'm sure he'd have a Michelin star by now. His food is exquisite. He says he will never ever touch baking. He's like, don't ever confuse cooking and baking. Yeah, baking is an entirely different discipline, an entirely different science. And he's like, and it's not easy. It's harder than you think it is. Have you found that to be the case? Yeah, I like the magic of. So I like to cook also, but what I find with the baking is like, even though I think I did everything the same, right? Right. Sometimes the bread will explode. Yeah. Why did you do that? Well, what I happened? don't know. I... Like that's amazing. <laughs> and and so I think it's a good metaphor for life. Yeah. And a good reminder to stay humble because sometimes you're just going to explode and yeah. you don't know why. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my big thing. I love to read too. I always have like ten books happening. Too many going at oh, one time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or if I'm like I'm reading at night and then all of a sudden uh, when I lay back down the next night I'm like oh I fell asleep while reading this. Where am I? So I have to go back three pages and start yep. and kind of get a running start again. And you said running in there as well, right? Yes. And so I mean like I find that runners are there's not really a middle ground with runners either you don't do it at all right sean and brian or you do it all the time (laughs) i mean but like i mean running every day this addictive property that runners high or i I find that every runner i know is into running and you are one of them yes i run every day i run 3.5 miles and that is the and i run the same route okay you know during 
COVID, what I also started doing was every morning on that run, I take a picture of the sky or the forest I run through, and it's my Instagram for the day. Like, that's the thing I go, and it's like my gratitude practice because, I mean, running, like songwriting, they're always mine, right? Like, they can't, except for when my knees are being buttheads. Can I say yes? But, like, Uh but I don't, but I could do them. (laughs) Even when the world was falling apart, I still had access to them, and I felt really grateful for those things. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I had a I had to go to the doctor at seven ten a.m. this morning, and I was like, "But I need to run, so I'm gonna can I borrow your head lab, husband? Because I'm running through the forest in the pitch dark, and it was quite delightful. Was it really? And I ran fast because I was also scared. Well, that's that right. <laughs> like, see, for me, the closest thing that I can even mm. begin to relate is when I turn off the lights at the bottom of the stairs, and then I'm in a dark basement, yes. so I scoot up the stairs really fast because you know they're right behind you. For sure, they are. they're right behind they're coming. you, Sarah. They're, it could have gotten me that time. All right, so I had to scoot up the stairs like that. Well, I'm glad that you were able to get both a good run and a little adrenaline in this morning. Yes. Well done yes. before you went to the doctor. Yes. You've got this show coming up on Thursday, your mm-hmm. 15th annual holiday show at the Sometime elves at the hook and ladder when we start to look ahead to 2022 Mm -hmm. have you thought at all i mean like are you like a five-year planner a six-month planner i mean have you have you broken it down into segments yet do you have any big goals whether creatively or personally for the next year or are you just going to take it as it comes i am entering a take it as it comes i've never been great at the five-year plan Mm -hmm. that always kind of freaks me out i think I mean, what I really want to continue is a lot is I want to keep writing, Mm -hmm. right? This songwriting group that I belong to will start up again on January 1st. So if anyone is feeling like being a songwriter or committing more to their practice, you get in one prompt every two weeks. And where do people... It's on Facebook. It's on Facebook and they come and find you, Sarah Morris. Well, if you sent me a message, I would... It's called the Singer Songwriting Songwriting Challenge. So you should just find me and I'll direct you. Okay, perfect. Um, But that community is... So encouraging and all levels of songwriting. It's a beautiful place. And I am starting to um, dream some record dreams. Uh-huh. Um, my band and I are actually, my bandmates and I are going to the cabin next week to like look at some new material. Get away for a while, write some music, knock yes. a few things around. I've got a ton of songs and I don't know which ones are good and which one, you know, like there's well, that kind of do, right? But maybe ma- maybe you need someone to take a look at it with fresh eyes and tell you why this rules and why this is just yeah. okay. But I mean, you got to know you got one or two killer ones in there. Don't I, you? I have some that make me, you know, have feelings. Yeah, so okay. that's a good thing. That's a, that, that's a very very solid yeah. foundation for new stuff. Yeah. So cool, you're going to kick around some music, mm-hmm. thinking about a record. Will there be more shows in the coming year, provided everything starts moving in the right direction? Yeah, yeah, I do have. Uh, gosh, I do have a few little shows, like solo things. You I mean, do. The- I saw you had something coming up. In January. And yes, now I can't well, I'm going to be in Graham it. at the Listening Room, oh. which is a wonderful place. I just went there yesterday. Actually, I'll say this really quick. Go ahead. You got plenty of time. I do. Yeah. So in Bram, there there's this couple, Sean and Emma. They run a radio station, mm-hmm. an online radio station, and they also have a live music venue called the Listening Room. So they they tell you to be quiet, which okay. is real kind of them. Right. And they also roast their own coffee. And so I'd been up there this summer, and I fell in love with this. Um, these mugs that this local potter had made. And so I reached out to her and I was like, hey, would you partner on some mugs for my like big love vibe thing? And she said yes. And then I was like, well, they need something to put in that mug. So I reached out to Emma and I said, Emma, would you teach me how to roast coffee? And so I went this week and I we roasted coffee together. And now I have coffee, whole bean, 
It's a kind of light roast. The Big Love kind of light roast. I'm going to sell it at the show. So I'm looking at the uh, mugs themselves right now, yes. and they're big and gorgeous. Yes. I'm a coffee guy. I'm a cocoa guy. I like a big mug because I, I don't want to get back I up and refill it. I brought you one. No, they're no, no. big and beautiful. Next time. That, no, I'm looking at them right now on your Facebook page. Yeah. They are big and beautiful. But what you're telling me is if people come to the show and buy one, they can get personal hand-roasted coffee yeah. from none other than Sarah Morris. Yeah. You reco- you roasted the coffee. I roasted the coffee. You roasted the coffee. You're playing the music. What can't you do? I don't. I mean, there's so much I can't do. do probably, name name probably, one thing. Probably can't curl. I mean, if we're being honest now, I think I'll probably be bad well, on the curling That's why we're going to let this guy do it. He's got the touch. You and I will just be out there in the front with the Could brooms. Could you firemen carry Brian or me up the stairs? If we no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that either. Okay. No. Nope. Just checking. No. That's, just that's, wanna, that's not a fair ask, man. I just Look wanted at us, to see. Right? That's what I just wanted to yeah, see. Not I a, wanted to see because yeah. I, I actually think you might be able to. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, she, I, I promise you this, <laughs> no, that not. she could outrun either of us, right? Oh, for sure. I couldn't run down the block with a pack of wild animals chasing yeah. me, let alone 3.5 miles through the dark and spooky forest. <laughs> or a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> like a princess warrior or something. Right. I Seriously. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, so you've got a year coming up in front of you. I do want to ask you one last thing about your songwriting before you play another song yeah. that you've written for us. You use the word prompts. And so for people oh, yeah. who are not familiar with songwriting or kickstarting the process, a prompt is basically just a random idea, right? That you build whatever you're going to create around that. True. Brian Eno used to have this thing called the oblique strategies, which are essentially prompts, right? Okay. He had dozens hundreds of cards things like that and when they would you know he's produced a zillion different types of people and on days where it just sort of stalled out and nothing was going on he would pull out these oblique strategies which sometimes they'd be super weird right like everybody change instruments today just for the whole day just things to kind of you know shake the the cage a little bit right and that's basically what a prompt is right yep I mean, yeah. or a theme or a lyrical idea or something like Correct. that. Correct. So in the group that I belong to, uh, often it is a word. Sometimes okay. it's an image. Mm-hmm. It has been, um, we've traded lyrics. Like, you give me your lyrics and I'll write the melody. Right. Um, it's been a genre. The first summer there was rap. I That's the fastest thing I've ever written and still one of my proudest videos. No one ever seen it, but I it's amazing. I will be looking it up. Yes, Very shortly okay. after we're done here, because I would like to see MC Morris do her For thing. Sure. We did parody songs. I did one called Bake It Off, which is obvious, but I had props. So many props. Yeah. Like my, it was all, yeah. Um, so that, uh, so I have a kind of scattered brain if I don't have something to hold to. And the prompt has been so necessary for me the prompt plus the combination of a deadline right it's a soft deadline you don't have to honor it unless you want to mm-hmm. i do but um that's kind of the best way for me to write songs it's pretty rare that i just am like oh i got a song idea let me write that song <laughs> i almost never sit down with my guitar and think i'll write a song today it's just not the way my brain works and um i don't think it's as like with my family schedule too like the prompt and the deadline combination really helps make it feasible. I think there are a lot of people, I, I would include myself on that list, that if I don't feel the pressure of, this is due tomorrow. Yeah. I, I have to at least start thinking about it right now, if not get it finished right now, and then tomorrow I will literally be scrambling up until the deadline to get it done, because that's the only way I ever get anything done. For sure. I mean, I think maybe, I mean, both of us have performance in our job, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there is that piece, like, I... My husband is not a performer. So 
So he'll just get things done just because. What? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. It's so are you sure, weird. He's, are you sure he's okay? Yeah. I need, I need, like, I need that. You know, I need to know that I'm beholden to somebody and that I'm doing yeah. it for somebody, even if it's an arbor, even if I kind of made it up in my head. You know, like even if everyone in the songwriting group would be like, Sarah, you're good. You're so good. I'd be like, no, no, I need you yeah. need me, right? Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, left to my own devices. I don't know that I'd ever leave my cat or my couch or ancient aliens on television. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Sarah Morris is our guest. You have the gig. There's a few tickets left, you say, um, mm-hmm. for both the seated section and the um, standing room only? That's true. Okay, very good. It's at the Hook and Ladder. You can find them online, Hook and Ladder, and you can go to Sarah's many outlets on social media. Yes. What's the next thing we can look for from you before? Before I say goodbye to you on social media, I mean, your YouTube thing you're doing on the weekly. So, Hey, I Miss You is going to have um, two more episodes this calendar year, okay. and then I'll come back in January. So it's Fridays at noon Central Time, and they it's super fun. Like, people hang out in the chat section while they watch the thing happen. And, and then it lives there in perpetuity, though, right? People sure. can go back so and check out all the old episodes. Want. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I've interviewed some really fantastic, like Annie and... Annie of Annie and the Bang Bang. Yep. She was on just a few episodes ago. Um, who else? We had Chris Koza. We had Emily Havoc. This go round. Um, Annie Fitzgerald's coming up. So excellent, awesome. Well, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, and happy twenty twenty two to you. I hope it all continues to move in the right direction. Yes. And people should, if even if you're not planning on going to the Hook and Ladder on Thursday, go over to the website and take a look at that big love mug. Yeah. That is cool looking. Yeah. And hand-roasted coffee, roasted by none other than Master Roaster. That's right. <laughs> Sarah Morris. I need this If in you my life. put in the code local love, I'll deliver it, I'll, I'll, and you're local, I'll deliver it once the show's oh. over. Or you can pick wow. it up at the show. Personally designed. Yeah. Hand-roasted, delivered by the artist herself. Sarah Claus. That's right. Wow. Miss Sarah Claus. All right. Well, people can find out more online. Yeah. Sarah Morris is our guest. You have brought a guitar, which is very generous yeah. of you. I love it when people play music in this room. And you're going to play one last song to take mm-hmm. us out. Will you tell me about the song? I've tr- you get to make a choice. It could be a holiday song, or it could be a song about um, kind of just like how I want us to behave towards each other. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know that those two messages are very far apart from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I am actually going to put it right back on you as curious as I'm about the second one here's the deal everybody who's a guest on this show gets to choose all right and so I hate to put extra pressure on you and give added responsibility it is entirely up to you okay well, uh, something's telling not, me I'm supposed to sing this one, so I'm going to do this. All right, we're, I mean, we're not, there aren't any losers in this scenario. Okay. I know they're both good songs, so I just want you to decide which one you'd like to play. This one was prompted by a patron. So, like, some of the patrons are at a certain level where they get prompter status. Mm-hmm. And right at the beginning of the lockdown, when I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't have a prompt and I need to write a song, or I might just, you know, yell at my kids for five hours every day. <laughs> I reached out to Greg and I asked him for a prompt and he gave me the prompt interdependence and it was March 2020. And so we were just learning what that meant in such a, you know, like how dependent we were on each other. And I feel like right now we're kind of still, I still am feeling that all the time, like how connected we are to one another, how we have opportunities to be good to one another and we should take those opportunities. So, Sarah Morris on the Brian Oak show. The only truth harder to swallow than the fact that none of this is within my control. 
what you need me to just like